Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Saturday, February the 11th of the fifth week of the year. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the Gospel of St. Mark, and we now enter chapter 8 of Mark's Gospel, verses 1 through 10. Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. One of the deepest of religious emotions and one of the deepest of our normal human emotions and reveals a lot about who we are as a person is that of gratitude, the ability to give thanks. Also, it is one of the deepest stings in life try and please and please not, to give, to give of ourselves, to give of the blessings and gifts we have received to others, and to experience a lack of gratitude. We don't necessarily have to look for gratitude, but we like to hear on a human level, thank you. We like to hear an acknowledgement that we have extended ourselves, that we were not self-absorbed. We were not all, as we say, wrapped up in ourselves. But that we recognize, number one, our own neediness. All of us are in need. We're in need of something from from the very moment we come into existence. We are in need. We're in need of the nourishment provided by our mother. Uh then we find that as we go through life, we become needy. Uh, Our needs increase and they change with the passage of time. Um, And some of the, if we look at it, some of the most miserable people are those who go through life indicating they don't need anyone or anything from anybody. What an isolating and delusional existence that is. We're all in need if we just stop for a moment and reflect. We also can reflect of our great ability to provide for those who are in need. For as we give, we receive. And as we receive, we lift our minds and hearts to Almighty God, who is the source of all gifts, graces, and blessings. And to pause each day. Pause each day and just reflect and thank Almighty God for all of God's gifts. And the first and most important gift is the gift of God himself. From the very beginning of Scripture to the very end, God wants to be known. God wants to be encountered. God is present in us and around us. And so often, and we understand that, we are wrapped up in the buzz, bang, and boom of everyday life. We are self-absorbed. That's part of who we are as our fallen human nature. It's also... The first law of nature, isn't it? 
self-preservation, self-interest, what's in it for me. And some people try to live their whole lives in a state of self-sufficiency, or what uh, self-reliance, and the philosophers like Emerson and Thoreau, for themselves, by themselves, with themselves. But we also know that that's a very unnatural kind of existence, isn't it? For we are social beings. In the beginning of Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for the human person to be alone. Solitude is good. Uh, Loneliness is not. And yet we all know that in various times we feel lonely in more acute ways than in others, perhaps in times of sickness, times of advanced age, in times when we are in a new place and everything is strange. And what is familiar and who was familiar is gone for us. We also experience a loneliness with the death of loved ones, especially family members, spouses, perhaps even the tragic death of a child, death of a good friend. We know that we have that loneliness. And some people are even lonely in a crowded room with all kinds of activities. And yet there is a loneliness. There is a vacancy. And that vacancy and loneliness is often the emptiness we feel from an absence of God. And when we have tried to live apart from God, there is that absence. But if nature uh, will not tolerate a vacuum, neither does the human soul. And so if we do not open our souls to let God fill us and be within us and for us. We will fill it with other things. We will fill it with idols, destructive uh, distractions. We will fill it with things that really do not satisfy us. We will substitute. And a substitute is seldom, if ever, good enough or really takes the place of what we really desire. And all of us by nature desire God. The reason being, of course, is we are made in the image and likeness of God. And until we see God face to face, there is always a part of us that is longing for more. And what we are longing for is that deepest of communion with Almighty God whom we are wonderfully made. And on the natural level, we know, again, that we can give and receive, which is one of the great dynamics of life. And in our gospel reading, there's a large crowd that continues to follow Jesus. And in fact, they have been following him for three days now. Three days. And... Jesus says to the disciples, my heart is moved with pity for the crowd. See, 
recognition moves Jesus uh, with all of his preaching and all of his teaching and all of his healing and all the things he's doing. He hasn't lost sight of others. And he's moved. He said for three days they've had nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry, some of them are far away and what's going to happen is they're going to collapse on the way. Some of them have come a great distance. The disciples respond, how can anyone give these people sufficient bread in this deserted place? Notice, the disciples immediately hone in on the problem. They see problems. Uh, and they're ready to throw up their hands in despair. We're far away from anything. We're in a desert place. There's no 7-Eleven or there's no supermarket. Um, we don't have any resources. We're all out. We're running on empty now for three days. And now, all of a sudden, what do we want? Well, you want us to now be able to feed all these people and satisfy them. Notice they're paralyzed. They're paralyzed in what they don't have. They're paralyzed in their lack rather than being open to the possibilities of what can be, especially when they give thanks and turn to God. And Jesus says to them, uh, what, what resources do we have? What, you know, what do we have? And how many loaves? Do we have? And they say seven. Remember, seven is the number of perfection. It's the number of completion and wholeness. It's a number of satisfaction. And he directs the crowd to take their places. In other words, he begins with action. Let's do something. Get, get, them, get them to the ground so that they can sit down. And he takes the seven loaves and he gives thanks. He gives thanks for the seven he has. He's not absorbed in the vast crowd as the disciples are. And he gives thanks. He breaks the bread. He gives it to his disciples to distribute. And they also have two small fishes. What does he do? He takes them and blesses them. And he distributes them. And the people in the crowd have their fill. And there are seven wicker baskets left over. There is an abundance. Because the people who have been hoarding their food, because of Jesus' action of being, giving thanks and blessing for what they have, they began to share what they have. And sharing begets sharing. Giving begets giving, just as hoarding begets hoarding. So many times people go to the grocery now, and they really need one thing, so they take three or four, because I don't know if I come back tomorrow if the shelves are going to have anything. That, that fear that I'm going to be without drives us. I don't really need four cans, but I'll get the four cans. 
in order to protect myself against tomorrow. And someone who comes along and may need just one doesn't have it because I have four that I really don't need for today, but I have to worry about tomorrow. Jesus takes what he has, blesses, gives thanks, and there is an abundance. Seven perfect baskets left over. And there were about 4,000 people, 4,000 that followed Jesus. And they were all satisfied and filled. He dismissed them. He got into the boat with his disciples and moved on to other places. Moved on to other places. We want to squabble about the meaning of what how did he do it, what's the miracle, and so on. It's the miracle of being grateful, giving thanks and sharing what you have. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in giving of ourselves. We are not left alone and abandoned. We are not left without resources. And each day, We ought to look at the seven little loaves and the two little fishes that we have, whatever they may be. Offer them to God in thanksgiving, and we have an abundance. The widow's mite, the little mustard seed that grows into the large shrub, it is the reversal of proportionality I have more, so I must be more. Then we don't have any room for God. But in our poverty, God is our riches. Let us this day take time, precious time. Take stock of our blessings, of what God has given us. Let us be thankful. Let us bless the gifts we have and bless Almighty God for whom they come out of love. We will have an abundance, an abundance beyond our capacity and imagination. For such is the the way of God's kingdom. It is in our poverty that God is our riches. Let us take time to realize how rich we are, how much we have received, and how much we can give. God bless you.